of Burks and Beyond.
you smile, we smile with art and in style. We kiss all together wrong, no intention. We lie about each other's strengths. We live without each other thinking what anyone would do without me and you. It's like I told you, only the lonely can play. So hold on, here we go. Hold on to nothing we WEEU. Jason, this furnace is struggling again. Should we get someone to fix it or just donate it straight to the museum? Wow. That is a real piece of history right there. Can I be of service? When you don't know what to do. When you're worried your older model furnace might be truly beyond hope, one man will be by your side, fighting for truth, justice, and a few more years of heat. Speaking of history, is archery still a thing? I'm the H.L. Bowman Bowman. And did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman have the parts and experience to repair even the most quaintly outdated furnace and have you feeling cozy again in no time? I feel cozy just hearing you say that. Ashley, I'm standing right here. 
Not in tights, you're not. Visit hlbowman.com. When I started at Burke's Community Health Center, I joined a team that cared about me. Together, we make a difference in the lives of our neighbors, friends, and family here in Berks County. Working at BCHC means earning a living where my heart is serving others and providing them with quality, affordable health care, all while supporting my family, advancing my career, and receiving incredible benefits. A position is available for you. To join the BCHC team, visit their website at berkschc.net slash careers. Hi, this is Jessica from Chester Perfetto Insurance Agency. Do you have an AARP Medicare supplement plan? Rates are going up 7% effective June 1st. Medicare supplements can be changed any time of year. Better yet, the benefits with supplements are the same regardless of company. The only difference is price. Contact us today to discuss your savings without losing any medical coverage. 610-678-0373. This is a WEEU Sports Presentation. WEEU Sports presents exclusive live coverage of Berks County High School Basketball. High School Sports on WEEU is brought to you in part by Angstadt Family Dental, Bachman Roofing, Chick-fil-A, Cross Keys Insurance, Judd Firestone Plumbing, Coon Funeral Homes, Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, Mortgage America, Overhead Door Company of Reading, Redner's Warehouse Markets, Remax Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis, UECU, and by Victor Emanuel Beneficial Society. Berks County High School Basketball, presented by Cross Keys Insurance, only on WEEU, the voice of Berks and beyond, and online at 830weeu.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. WE's coverage of Berks County High School basketball continues as we take the next step in the postseason, and that is the District 3 playoffs. The defending District 3 boys 5A champion Exeter Eagles begin pursuit of another tonight as they travel to Lancaster County to take on the lampeter Strasburg Pioneers. Pioneers out of Section 3. They were the champions of the Lancaster Level League Section 3 at 10-2. and two. They are 16-7 and seven overall. And the number seven seed, the Eagles, the number 10 seed. Of course, di di Division Two runner-up in Berks County at nine and three, and ultimately at 15 and eight on the season as the number 10 seed. That's the matchup: the Eagles and the Pioneers. The winner moves on. The losers' season is over. It is postseason basketball. We have it for you here on WEU, the voice of Berks County and beyond. Tell your friends all of our postseason coverage is available to them no matter where they are at 830weu.com. Our pregame show from Lampeter Stroudsburg High School continues after this. Hey there, basketball fans. Let's take a moment to talk about the cornerstone in our neighborhood, Bachman's Roofing, Solar, and Remodeling. When it comes to protecting your home, trust the folks who have been doing it for over 51 years. From solar solutions to remodeling dreams, they've got you covered. Bachman's Roofing, Solar, and Remodeling. The name you trust, the people you know. Visit us today and let's make your home the MVP of the neighborhood. Call Bachman's at 610-947-5102 or visit GoBachmans.com. 
If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. UECU is a proud supporter of Pennsylvania athletes and families. They invite you to enjoy their new low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, member rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Bazing. UECU membership is free online at UECU.org or simply stop by the credit union while missing on Meridian Boulevard. UECU, powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. Welcome back to Lampeter-Strasburg High School alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCorgan. Exeter-Lampeter-Strasburg, our matchup in District 3, Class 5A. Opening round, the winner of this one advances to face the number two seed, Mechanicsburg. And that's what lies ahead. But right now, what lies immediately is pursuit of this postseason and ultimately trying to at least secure a berth in the PAAA playoffs and maybe some district gold as well, which the Eagles were able to do last year as the defending champion. They beat Manheim Central in the District 3 championship game, a game you heard here at WEU from the Giants Center, 67-53. And, Rich, I think a lot can be uh, based on confidence. Yes, Exeter lost last Monday in the quarterfinals to eventual county champion Wilson, but the confidence they got from last year's run Coupled with the confidence of this of playing against Berks County basketball, which has certainly proven over the last two seasons to be a measuring stick in District 3. No doubt about it, Bob. Exeter played Berks Catholic twice. Berks Catholic won the division championship, split with the Saints, played Redding, beat Redding, played Muhlenberg, played Wilson, fell to Muhlenberg and to Wilson. But the Eagles are very battle-tested. You know, we were talking to Jeff Van Gorder, who is former Division Three assistant coach for many years. He, he is not a Berks County native, but we asked him what his impressions were of Berks County basketball, seeing it in person for the first time, and he said better than he expected, yep. no doubt about it. And and he hopes that the schedule is, and the non, the, not only the league schedule, but the non-league schedule will have the Eagles prepared for tonight's district opener. So as we said a moment ago, Exeter loss in a quarterfinal game you heard it here at weu last monday to wilson 74 51 the final score on that so the good news and the bad news is the bad news is you're out of the county playoffs the good news if you want to look at it that way is you've got a week off and a week to prepare for your first round district playoff game now in truth so too does lampeter Strasburg, but there is something to be said we have talked about this from the beginning of the year jeff van gorder has been playing catch-up from the beginning because of it being a new coach. So he had a lot of time to practice with his team, rebuild their confidence, and prepare for this week. Bob, we were talking about another team that lost last week in the county playoffs, but Exeter, I think, is going to be hungrier and angrier after the way they played last week against Wilson. Not that they lost. Wilson won 74-51. That's a season low in points for Exeter. The Eagles shot 16 for 49 from the field. Committed five turnovers in the third quarter, which really helped swing the game in the Bulldogs' favor. I think they're going to be, with, with the veterans they have, like Kevin Sands, Reese Garvin, and Alex Kelsey, 
I think they're going to be well prepared tonight. Well, the one thing we've said about Exeter throughout this season, and for a very valid reason, is they can score. Their point-per-game average fell below 70 points because Wilson was able to hold them to 51 points. But that's a rarity. The Eagles have been consistently 70 points and above throughout the year. And in terms of three-pointers made, they have lapped the field in Berks County. 212 threes on the season and averaging nine a game. There's no question about it that the Eagles can get it done from distance and they can fill it up. Yeah, when we, we, we have seen them at their best and their worst. <laughs> and we saw them at their best at the Geigo Complex in early January against Reading, handed the Red Knights a 24-point loss. They were hitting threes from all over the place, and a lot of players hit threes. If they catch fire tonight from three-point range, they're going to cause a lot of problems for the Pioneers. Now, the Pioneers also have two players who shoot the th three very, very well. So it's it's going to be it might we might have a little bit of a three point shooting contest here tonight in this District Three Five A opener. Probably not as many points as in the NBA All Star game no. last night, but you know I'll just go on a limb with would, that. Was it a game? Well, it's true. That's true. Maybe showcase is probably better. So anyhow, we're talking about Lambert Strasburg and the fact that they are in a similar situation to Exeter. Got to the Lancaster Eleven League playoffs and they lost in a quarterfinal game to Penn Manor. The irony is, is we'll see Penn Manor tomorrow night. You'll hear Penn Manor tomorrow night. As they take on Reading, we'll have that one for you from the Geigel tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. But Lampeter Strasburg fell to Penn Manor in the LL quarterfinal, 56-45. Rich just alluded to it. They are a team, and Jeff Van Gorder said, they're a team that can shoot a lot of threes. And he's he's correct, but in comparison to Exeter, they're not that great of a shooting three-point shooting team. But two players, unlike Exeter, has got four or five or maybe even six guys who can hit a three. For the Pioneers, it's predominantly two and maybe three. But they've got two guys in Chase Smucker and Dean Hur who can hit some bombs. Yeah, the uh, Smucker is the leading scorer for LS with 18.1 a game. Her averaging 8.4. Smucker's got 54 three points made. Her with 44. Just Justin Glick, a, a senior, has 23. But nobody else has more than 11 for the Pioneers. Um, you know, they won 10 of their last 11 regular season games. So they were playing very well. Very similar to Exeter which won eight of nine of their last of, uh, eight of their last nine regular season games, and they both lost in their league quarterfinals, as Bob said. Also some similarities, Bob. Last year, LS lost to Hershey in the district playoffs the round before Exeter beat Hershey. And in the state tournament, uh, LS won its first round game, then lost to Peters Township out of District 7, the round before Exeter knocked off Peters Township up at Bald Eagle area in overtime. Lampeter Strasburg is coached by Ed Berryman. He was an assistant here at Lampeter Strasburg High School for a number of years and then took over the program. He's in his eighth year, and his record is pretty impressive, 155 and 50. This was a team that was the number two seed last year in the District 3 playoffs to the seventh seed this year. They ultimately ended up not doing very well in the District playoffs last year, one and two and finished his seventh place. They did make it in the state playoffs and won a game in the state playoffs. We'll talk a little bit about their run in the postseason last year, but I bring it up for a purpose that most people, when they talk about Lampeter Stroudsburg in 2024, talk about what they do defensively. It's a one-two-two trap, and it meets you at half court. Yeah, it's caused a lot of their opponents problems. Jeff Van Gorder, the Exeter coach, said they have very, very quick guards, and he said it's been a concern of his, that trap, Exeter must protect the basketball against that trap because that it, the Pioneers force a lot of turnovers. 
and the three-point line obviously is going to be critical for both teams tonight. Let's take a look at our keys to the game. They're brought to you by REMAX real estate agent Phil Macaronis. If you're buying or selling home, Phil Macaronis is a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame with over 20 years of experience finding countless buyers and sellers keys to the real estate transaction. He's also a resident of Exeter Township, and you can call him at 610-670-2770. Ask for Phil Macaronis for the keys to buying and selling your home. It's the Eagles and the Pioneers tonight in District 3 basketball, and Rich Garcelle has his keys to tonight's game. Well, the keys for the Exeter Eagles are limiting the turnovers against the 1-2-2 trap that LS uses. Exeter also has to finish, has to make shots, and that includes layups because they missed several against Wilson last week in the Burks quarterfinals. And thirdly, the Eagles must limit offensive rebounds to the, for the Pioneers. And that's going to be a challenge because of the three, the, the, the number of three-point shots that the Pioneers takes. Take, excuse me. The X factor tonight for Exeter, in my opinion, I think in Bob's opinion as well, is senior Reese Garvin. He's averaging 10.4 points a game. He's made 38 threes. And it's sort of like we keep saying he's about to explode. You just feel that because he came up, had so many big games last year right. in Exeter's postseason run. I just think he's overdue, and I think it could happen tonight. Yeah, seeing, seeing the Mechanicsburg coach here scouting him, he had a monster game against Mechanicsburg last year as all part of that district playoff run. But you're right, he hit big shot a big after big shot in the postseason last year. And Jeff Van Gorder's thought process in it is, is that He's he's a guy who's when he's confident somehow or another it seems to stimulate confidence in the rest of his teammates. Yeah, and it's not Reese urging them on. It's right. just seeing Reese succeed. It breeds confidence with the other guys. I, I, I mean, I think Kevin Sands, who was named to the All Burks boys team today, um, and and deservedly so. I think he's obviously a key, and he's going to be a matchup problem for the Pioneers because of his size and his quickness. But I think Garvin is the key to this, this game. He's gotta, he's gotta shoot the ball well, and he's capable of doing that. I'm gonna throw a different kernel out at you just to throw a little bit of ex right. something extra to, to pay attention to, and that's Alex Kelsey, who is so good defensively and can get into the side of, 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 a, per of a player's ears so well. They're gonna put him on Chase Smucker, who is their top three-point shooter and top scorer, 18 points a game. I think if Alex Kelsey plays, Alex Kelsey defense doesn't pick up a couple of cheap early fouls and can get inside Smucker's head, that could be a game changer too. I, think, I don't think there's any doubt. Alex Kelsey, one of the top on-the-ball defenders in Berks County. Uh, the key is, you mentioned it, he can't get into foul trouble right. because he is their best defensive player. We have a mid-pen conference crew tonight. Usually they let... Generally speaking, right. generally speaking, they let the kids play. We'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, and you know, and I, and I like to bring that up, and I'm glad you did it early on because that's part of postseason basketball in Pennsylvania. You've got to make adjustments because when you get into the postseason, you're not going to get the same referees you have. This isn't a di disparaging thing in any no. officiating crew. It's just different leagues call the game differently than others, and you have to make that adjustment. So you have to kind of get a sense of, how are these guys calling it? Are they letting us get away with a little bit? Are they calling it very tight? And then you have to make that adjustment as a, as a player and a team. It's a very important ingredient to be successful in postseason basketball. And it's very important to move on to the next play. No matter the call, forget about the call right. one way or the other. you got to move on to the next play. And you can't be criticizing officials because you don't know. These, these guys might not 
you know, they might have yeah. a short fuse. They might say, hey, you know what? We're not going to put up with anything tonight. So you've got to just play your game, move on to the next play, whatever happens. So let's take a look now at our starting lineups before they're introduced here at Lampeter Stroudsburg High School. They're brought to you all here on WEU by UECU. Utilities employees work hard every day to keep our communities powered and connected. Utilities Employees Credit Union has been serving them and their families with everything from mortgages to auto loans to savings for college. Now UECU wants to be there for you. Visit UECU.org to get started. Federally insured by NCUA, equal housing opportunity lender. For the Eagles, as Rich said, Jeff Van Gorder in his first season in Riften, they will have Aiden Dauble, 6'3", and a sophomore, and Reese Garvin, 6'4", and a senior as their forwards. Brady Murray, 6'1", and a junior Alex Kelsey, we were just talking about at 6'1", and a senior, also averaging 12 points per game on the season. And Kevin Sands, who has become, by necessity, Exeter's point guard. But he is, can be a match-up nightmare. 6'4", and a senior, he can shoot threes, he can post up down low, he can drive the basket, he can do a lot of things well. And he is fourth in the county at 17.1 points per game, as Rich said today in the announcement made by the BCIAA. He was named first-team All-Burks. For Lampeter Stroudsburg and their head coach, Ed Perryman, in his eighth season, again, a very impressive record at 155 and 50. This is the starting five for Lampeter Stroudsburg. Justin Glick, 6'2", and a senior, and Emery Floor, who's a good football player for the Pioneers as well, 6'2", and a junior are the forwards. And then it's Chase Smucker, as we talked about, the two three-point shooters is Smucker and Her, which sounds like it should be in your kitchen. Chase Smucker, 5'11", junior, and Dean Her, 5'10", and a senior. Smucker's averaging 18 points a game, her eight. Smucker's got 54 threes, her's got 43, 44, excuse me. And Yassine Abdi, a 5'11 senior guard, he's the guy that's out on the point in that 1-2-2 two, two when they try to trap and try to force turnovers. Common opponent, if you will, Berks County opponent, let's put it that way, for Lampeter Stroudsburg. They played while missing late in the season on, Feb on February 3rd. They beat the Spartans 65-52. But going back into December, I think this is worth noting, they beat Muhlenberg 57-53. Muhlenberg beat Exeter in the crossover game between those two, 59-54. So if you, if you go by that, it's about as even as you can get between two teams in terms of a common opponent. None of that matters at all for this one. Again, this is all about winning and moving on, and that's what the Eagles are looking to do tonight. Pioneers looking for a better fate than what, what waited for them a year ago in the District 3 playoffs. We're going to take a timeout. We get back. It's tip-off time. District 3 basketball playoffs get underway tonight here at WEU, and we'll have it for you. Exeter, Lampeter, Stroudsburg, when we get back after this on The Voice of Berks County and beyond. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit rednersmarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at rednersmarkets.com. No regrets. You'll never regret switching to Erie Insurance, where you'll always be treated fairly. It's easy. No J.D. Power ranked us highest in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience two years in a row. So get a quote today. Call Cross Keys Insurance, 610-916-6190, or go to crosskeysins.com. For J.D. Power award information, go to jdpower.com. Erie Insurance. 
Buying a home has never been so easy. I'm Chris Snyder of Mortgage America. If you're buying a home or refinancing your current one, you've come to the right place. Mortgage America's expert loan officers are available to assist you 24 hours a day, offering professional guidance throughout the home buying process. That's why we're awarded the number one mortgage lender in Pennsylvania. Call us at 610-376-1755 or visit us at 1100 Berkshire Boulevard, Missing. MNLS number 128501. When it comes to Italian food in Berks County, nobody does it like the Victor Emanuel Beneficial Society in Reading. Authentic homemade dishes have been served up by Victor Emanuel's Food for over 108 years. New memberships are now being accepted for only $10. The facility at 311 Hazel Street is also available for rental for your private parties, banquets, and celebrations. As the weather gets warmer, Victor's has a great outdoor picnic facility. Victor Emanuel Society, a taste of Italy right here in Reading. Welcome back as our postseason continues. Rich, we talked about this on Friday night during the great doubleheader at Santander Arena at the county championship game. Again, why missing your girls champion, Wilson, your boys champion. But I always kind of look at high school basketball as four separate sections, four separate seasons, call what you want. The regular season, the county playoffs, now it comes the district playoffs, and you're ultimately looking to get a bid into that fourth, which is the PWA State yeah, playoffs. This is the most dangerous game <laughs> for a lot of yeah. teams because that first-round game is an, is an elimination game in yep. every class. If you lose tonight, you are done. You pack the basketballs up, and, and you go home for the, for the spring. Get ready for baseball, track, or whatever. Um, Exeter has been through this. LS has been through this. Uh, Whoever plays with a greater sense of urgency tonight, I think, will, and who makes the fewest mistakes, I think will come out on top. Tonight's tip-off is brought to you by Chick-fil-A of Exeter, Fifth Street Highway, and Broadcasting Square, feeding and serving high school sports athletes and coaches for almost 40 years. The Eagles as the 10 seed in the visiting black and the white, blue and white trim. The Pioneers in their home gym, the 7 seed, control the tip in their home whites with a blue and black trim. And this Ball is handled by Dean Hur on the right side. They swing around from Smucker to Abdi. And now up high comes Floor and right back to Abdi on the left wing. They sag off of him. He's only got one three on the season as Hur drives and kicks. Abdi left alone, drives, nowhere to go. Good defense on the first possession by Exeter. And they cut off penetration a few times. Double screen to get Smucker open. Left elbow jumper and it's pure net. And that's a tough shot. Smucker going to his left. Pulled up on the left elbow and scored. Set two screens to get Kelsey away from him, and Smucker cashes it in for the Pioneers' first possession. Sands from the high post, guarded by Abdi, a major mismatch. Here's Kelsey, goes right by a defender and gets a layup out of it. Kelsey's so good at going to the basket, often draws fouls. That time, went up, clean, finished. 2-2 is our score. We're a minute in. Floor, they sag off of him as well. Gives it up for her and then Abdi. Straight up man-to-man -man defense for the Eagles to begin with. Again, with Kelsey guarding Smucker. And Sands guarding her. Cannot forget about Glick. He's got 23 threes and averages almost 12 a game. Here's a post-up kick out for Abdi at the foul line. That's off the back iron. And Aiden Dobble flies in to pull down the Exeter rebound. Sands pushes it up for Kelsey. Kelsey with a crossover, a spin. Lost the handle, regains it, and gets fouled. And there we go. Alex Kelsey, so effective going to the free throw line gets there more than any other Exeter player shooting 74% there and that's the other piece of the puzzle he's really good at the free throw line and we'll shoot two here it's on Emery Fleur his first foul LS is first and 
Kelsey rolls in the first. 12.1 points per game for Alex Kelsey. Did double figures on 16 different occasions. And he led the Eagles in scoring last week in that loss to Wilson with 12 in the quarterfinals. And two for two here. It's 4-2. Exeter on top for the first time. Looks like just these first few possessions, LS runs a lot of motion, a lot of screening, a lot of action. Kelsey fights through the screens to get Smucker, and now another screen to get him open, and Smucker buries the three. High screen, he comes off it well, hits a deep three. Puts the Pioneers back up on top, 5-4, number 55 from beyond the arc. Here's Sands on the drive, major mismatch with Abdi guarding him at 5-11, but he kicks it out. Now to Kelsey, Kelsey will drive on floor, kicks it back for Garvin, his catch and shoot three is there. Big, great sign for the Exeter Eagles, Reese Garvin hitting a three, assist from Alex Kelsey. So we said both these two teams can shoot the three, and they both cash in their first now to put Exeter back up on top, 7-5, 5-40 left to go in the first quarter. Abdi off the screen from floor, gives it up for Smucker, Kelsey right there in his grill. Mucker repositions, brings out between the circles. Now gives it up, right side for Abdi, backdoor lob for her. Sands lost sight of him for a moment, doesn't put up the shot, and they'll reset. Here's her, pulls up left elbow, quick shot, and it rolls in and out and back down again. Man, some shooting here so far, only one missed shot in the first three minutes. And quick shots, too. Lampeter Strasburg has quick releases, yeah, both do. from Smucker and her. And here's the post up for Sands, and a foul by Smucker. We talked with that with Jeff Van Gorder about whether they would post up Kevin Sands. He said, if they go man-to-man, we're putting him in the low blocks, and that's what happens. Yeah, it looks like they're playing a 2-3 on the inbounds pass. So Smucker picks up his first foul. Second foul inside for Dauble, but he missed the shot, and Floor pulls down the rebound. Yeah, Murray had a three. It just went in and out. Here's the here's a drive by Abdi, no good, and ball tipped out of bounds. Last touch by Floor. It's going to be extra basketball. 4.51 to go in the first. We're tied at 7. Aiden Dobble kicking himself for missing that putback. I think he's going to get some other more chances here tonight. Sands brings the ball up the floor along with Garvin, Murray, Dobble, and Kelsey. The five out there for the exit of their five starters. Here's two, three, Sands finds the middle. Turnaround jumper right elbow is no good. Her has the rebound. So now all of a sudden both teams come up a little bit cold in their last couple of possessions. Here's Garvin from or Glick from the outside, kicks it inside for Smucker, bumped and fouled by Alex Kelsey, his first first foul against the Eagles. Again, we said in the pregame, Alex Kelsey has to be careful. He's got to be on the floor for the Eagles to guard Chase Smucker, LS's leading scorer. As Rich said, this is a mid-pen officiating crew. Inbounds for Glick, but he missed it, and Garvin pulls down the rebound. Sands wants to go across half court. Do they have numbers? Good find in the corner. Murray kicked right wing for Dobble. The three halfway down and spun out and rebounded by Smucker. So it stays 7-7 as we work our way to the halfway mark. Glick dribbled it off his own foot out towards half court. And now Abdi will reset. All seniors in the starting, like three seniors and two juniors in the starting lineup for the Pioneers. And here's her off the catch and shoot three. Not there. Sands has the rebound. Looking up ahead for Murray, who's in the far corner. Garvin will shoot from the wing instead. That's off the iron. Dobble with another offensive rebound and a fine inside for Garvin and two. Great rebound, great look by Aiden Dobble. Puts the Eagles back up on top. Our fourth lead change already has Exeter back up 9-7. As Dobble gets his first two. Or Garvin gets the field goal on the assist from Dobble. 
Garvin and Kelsey have all their points. Abdi inside, bumped and fouled by Murray. Will put Yassine Abdi at the free throw line to shoot two. Freddie Murray's first, Exeter's second. Abdi, a 53% free throw shooter, averages 7.2 points per game. A lot of that is in the transition game. Again, he's the guy normally out, not normally, is the guy out the top of the 1 2 2. As he makes the first free throw, substitutions now for both sides. Into the game for Lampeter Strasburg comes Jared Hostetter, a 5'10 junior. And in the game for Exeter comes Devin Nestor, a six-foot senior, as well as, well as Jaden Ware, six-one sophomore. Abdi is a 53% free throw shooter, makes one out of two. So it's a, still an Exeter lead now at 9-8 with 3.20 to go in the, the trap and, and foul. And Sands gets his way through this, the trap this and could then be on foul. A smoker. If it is, that's two. And yeah, it, it is. is. And it's that's big. That is that big. Is very big for their top scored 18 points per game with two fouls and 3.19 to go in the first quarter we'll see how ed how much of a gambler ed berryman is or how much confidence he has now they're going to switch to the zone yeah. immediately after that that foul so we'll see if the eagles can shoot over the top of it nestor looks for sands at the high post gives it up for garvin in the corner instead sands now has it on the low post goes inside gets his man up in the air draws the contact and that's going to be another foul against lampeter strausberg this one on glick yeah, so much for the general thought about mid-pen conference officials <laughs> calling it letting guys play they're, right. they're calling it a little tight yet here in the first five minutes so kevin sands at the free throw line x are uh, both uh, excuse me lampin stroudsburg is already now at their limit next foul puts Exer at the line for two for the remainder of the quarter as sands a very good free throw shooter at 75 percent misses the first 302 left in the first. And makes the second. So the first point of the night for Kevin Sands comes at the three-minute mark, and it gives Exeter now a two-point lead at 10-8. Bob, I think he's going to have some opportunities down low, like you mentioned, like Jeff Van Gorder referenced to us before the game. Uh, D drives and then kicks it back for Hostetter, who makes another pass back for her. And again, drive and kick back. And drive and kick to the corner for her. Try to get cute with it, and Sands took it away. Kevin Sands in the open floor, going to go from one end to the other and finish. Yeah, nice play by Kevin Sands. LS runs a real nice motion offense, but it looked like they got they passed the ball a little bit too much there. Inside goes Abdi, no good, but a foul. foul. Yeah. So Yassine Abdi will go back to the free throw line as Exeter gets called for another foul. That's on Devin Nestor. His first team's third. So lots of fouls early on in this one. And Abdi back at the stripe. That was a good call. Nestor pushed him from behind as he was going up for the layup. Abdi makes the first. So he's now two out of three with another one coming at the stripe. Bob, what we saw in that last Exeter basket, Sands has a motor, and he, got, he beat <laughs> everybody from LS down the floor. Yassine Abdi makes them both, makes it a 12-10 game. Abdi has all three of his points from the stripe. Where for Nestor, right side for Dobble, drive, pull-up jumper in a baseline, rolls it off the rim, tipped out of bounds by, last touch by Jaden Ware. It's going to be Lampeter Strasburg basketball. So it's Jaden Ware in for Alex Kelsey. He's guarding Chase Smucker. LS is leading scorer right now. 
Smucker setting up on the right side with a little pushing back and forth. Now comes off the screen, shoots the three, no. Tries to draw the foul on where they don't get the whistle. Exeter has the basketball in the hands of Sands. Drives, floats, and scores off the glass. Yeah, Sands is beating beating the Pioneers up and down the court. I think we have a warning against the Eagles. And Smucker was trying to get away with a little bump. And then he tried to draw the three. Correct. The, tried to three. the referees didn't call it. Correct. And so Sands immediately grabbed the rebound, and he was off and scores in the other end. So five now for Sands, and it's a 14-10 lead in favor of Exeter. Smucker, right side against Ware. Cuts off his path to the basket and then travel with it. Yeah, that's a good call by the baseline official. Second turnover against the Pioneers and a chance for Exeter for a little separation here with 140 to go in the first, leading by four. LS still in that 2-3 zone. They haven't gone to the trap much at all, Bob, no. which we expected. Ware from the left side drives, kicks it back. Dauble corner three, no. Battle for the rebound, and her flying in takes it away from Sands. And here's a near steal by Ware, poked it away from Smucker. LS will keep it as Abdi takes it across half court. Again, drive and kick back for Glick and three, no. And it's Nestor who comes down with the rebound. Not much on the offensive glass for the Pioneers, and Exeter's got it back. Sands for Garvin, long three from the top, pure. That is a great sign for the Eagles. Garvin with two made threes. He's got eight. And a seven-point Exeter lead as we turn inside of a minute to go in the first. 17-10 Eagles. Right side is Hostetter and a foul. This is going to be on where? Ware battling with Smucker for Exeter. For Lampeter Strasburg, it better be because that's be three on Smucker if yeah. not. I, I thought it wasn't Smucker. I thought it was the screener who knocked Ware to the ground. Referees didn't see it that way. So Jane Ware picks up his first and Exeter's fourth. So not a shooting foul for LS. They'll inbound underneath with 52.2 still left in the first quarter clock. Kelsey and Tyler Flanders in the game for Exeter. And the inbounds underneath. Flanders guards Glick. And Kelsey right now on Abdi. Ware still on Smucker. Abdi drives and then kicks. Again, that's pretty much what they look to do is drive off a screen and then kick back. Her has it now from the right wing, guarded by Sands. And, and this is strictly a motion offense this because th there's no plays being called out at all. Right. Now down to 25 seconds. Smucker tried to power down against Ware. Couldn't win that battle. Reset with 20 seconds. Started this possession with 52.2 on the inbounds. They're now down inside of 15 and with Exeter having a seven-point lead. Yeah, I just think they can't get to the basket. Her finally gets a shot off for three. It's off the back iron. Battle for the rebound. Garvin comes away with it. And a timeout call. Jeff Van Gorder saw that Garvin was a little bit of trouble and also saved himself a chance to get a I think, play set up. Yeah, I think that might be the, the big thing, that Garvin was in trouble more than anything else because now Exeter's going to inbound from under LS's basket with 2.1 left. I think I, he was afraid that he might lose the ball and, and LS would get a, a basket right before the first quarter buzzer. Right, so he turns and he burns his first timeout. And now, with that timeout, he can set something up here. Again, not a whole lot you can do, but with 2.1, you can do something. And so, Jeff Van Gorder uses his first timeout with 2.1 on the first quarter and clock. And quite honestly, the next foul on LS is the yeah. fifth foul. Right. And Exeter would go to the line. So, maybe trying to draw a foul, too. But I think it was more <laughs> desperation. <laughs> he didn't want to see Garvin right. lose the basketball under the LS basket. And allow the Pioneers to get a last-second shot. So where will be the inbounder? 
LS not guarding the inbound. They got everybody in the, in the, at half court and beyond. Sands gets the ball. Up ahead for Garvin. Catch and shoot from just across inside. No. It was good if it went, but it was from a long way away. But Reese Garvin with a couple of threes in the first quarter. And as a result of that, Exeter on top. After one, District 3, boys 5A basketball opening round game. Exeter 17, Lampeter Stroudsburg 10. We'll be back to Lancaster County with more high school basketball at WEU after this. Hey there, basketball fans. Let's take a moment to talk about the cornerstone in our neighborhood, Bachman's Roofing, Solar, and Remodeling. When it comes to protecting your home, trust the folks who have been doing it for over 51 years. From solar solutions to remodeling dreams, they've got you covered. Bachman's Roofing, Solar, and Remodeling. The name you trust, the people you know. Visit us today, and let's make your home the MVP of the neighborhood. Call Bachman's at 610-947-5102 or visit gobachmans.com. From three. Okay. LS is three for ten and one for five. Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool, and it's the Exeter Eagles on top of uh, Lampeter Strasburg, 17 to 10. Part of our pregame show, if you got a chance to hear it, we were talking about the prolific nature of these two teams from beyond the three-point arc. And Exeter had a couple of them in the first. Exeter with two, Lampeter Strasburg with one, which is a bit pedestrian for the two of them. But the guy who hit the two for Exeter is pivotal for the Eagles and Reese Garvin. Yeah, Reese Garvin, Jeff Van Gorder said he he has a feeling about him tonight. I know we've had a feeling <laughs> all throughout the, the, the second half of the season. When is he going to break through? And if Reese Garvin is making shots, the, it, he's going he's gonna to spread confidence among his teammates, and it's going to be a big deal for the Eagles. So pivotal in that 27-7 and seven season a year ago, District 3 champion all the way to the state final. And Exeter starts with the basketball here in quarter number two. Jaden Ware from left side drives, kicks right elbow for Dauble is pure. Beautiful pass, penetration by Jaden Ware for Dauble, who makes his first field goal of the night. Lead grows to nine, 19-10. LS now with its first possession of the second quarter. Chase Smucker with a couple of early shots. Not a whole lot in the second half of that first quarter. Interesting. Inside Glick finds floor, but he can't finish, and Garvin has the rebound. Interesting, Jaden Ware remains on Chase Smucker, not Alex Kelsey, who is in the game. But I, J Jeff Van Gorder with confidence in Ware. There's the 1 2 2, and her out in front of it tipped it away, missed the layup. Smucker goes inside to get the rebound, and he's bumped and fouled. So the 1 2 2 finally gets Exeter to turn the ball over, but her missed a layup. Unfortunately for him, Smucker was there to pick it up on the rebound. And yeah, Reese Garvin picked up his first foul, team first of the second quarter. But Ware. Still has the job. Well, he just came out. He just came out. Excuse yep. me. Now he comes out, and Carter Redding comes in. Smucker shoots the three, and Chase Smucker's got that NBA thing he's where he kind of sticks the hit out, yep. and he got fouled as well. This is going to be a chance for a four-point play for Chase Smucker, and it's on Reese Garvin, his second. But he kicks his legs out, and it's a it's a point of emphasis. It has been in the NBA, maybe not here in the PIAA, but twice now he has. At, on a three, he's kicked his legs out to make contact with the defender. So three is good in the books, and it's a big one for LS as Exeter's lead had reached nine, and now Garvin has to come out with the two fouls. Brady Murray in for the Eagles with Smucker at the free throw line, where he's an 84% free throw shooter, and he makes that yeah, nine for Smucker. Yeah, Carter Redding also in the game for Exeter. So it's a four-point play, and it's a five-point Exeter lead at 19-14. Sands open floor drives, kicks, 
Dauble, one more pass right through the hands of Carter Redding. Back-to-back -back turnovers for Exeter. Yeah, and that really was unforced. That wasn't a result of pressure from LS. Redding just took his eye off the ball and went out of bounds. So with 6.45 left to go in the half, LS, the home faithful here, and Lampeter trying to rally the troops here down by 19-14. Her gives it up for Abdi, right back to Her, gets by the defense, dumps it inside for Glick, missed it, and rebounded by Redding. Really nice defense there in the half court by the Eagles. Sands in the open floor, drives up with a left hand and finishes. Man, Kevin Sands, what a, what a drive. Again, beat the defense down the court. And they have Abdi guarding him. It's a huge mismatch. And Sands just simply shoots over the top of him and over the top of him. Now a foul inside as they look for Smucker in the post up. But they're going to call Exeter on the push from behind, I believe, on it's Brady on Murray. No, it's on Kelsey. Oh, it's on Kelsey. And that's, that's his second. So now you have Kelsey and, and Reese Garvin with two fouls apiece here with 6'10 left in the second quarter. Kelsey still guards Smucker on the inbounds. This has got to be – This is Alex has to be really careful here. Judah White will check in now for Lampeter Strasburg as Floor comes out. 6.05 to go up high is Abdi. Inside backdoor look for Smucker. It's too tall. And a turnover for LS as Alex Kelsey comes up with a loose basketball. Sands top of the key for three, and he's taken over. He really has. He's got now 10 points, and you can see him. He is feeling it, and LS wants a timeout. 5.49 left to go in the first half. Kevin Sands with five in the quarter, now 10 on the night, and the lead is 10 as well. We'll take a 30-second timeout back to Lancaster County with Exeter on top of LS. 24-14 on the voice of Burks and beyond. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We're proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us and we promise to always be there for you. Well, we talked about Exeter's postseason run last year. LS was dangerously close to playing Exeter Twice. on a couple of occasions. They were the number two seed coming out of the, or coming into the District 3 playoffs. They lost to Hershey, 57-30. Hershey's next trip was to Riften to play Exeter. We had that game here on WEU. Exeter won that one on the route to their district championship. LS was able to work their way back through that early disappointment in the district, got the seventh place spot by beating Warwick, and then beat Central Mountain in the first round of state playoffs, and then got eliminated in the second round by Peters Township, 58-56. Peters Township then made a trip to Bald Eagle High School to face Exeter in an overtime game. Exeter won that one 75-72. So yeah. they were very close to playing each other both twice. Defensive change for Exeter, Bob. Carter Redding is now guarding Chase Smucker. With the Eagles on top by 10 and five and a half minutes left to go in the half. Again, they sag off of Abdi. He drives Kelsey with the defense yep. and he bumped him and fouled him. Yeah, that's his third foul. And he's going to have to take a seat next to Jeff Van Gorder. He's arguing, but that's just, that's not just not a smart no, play. He bumped him with his yeah. body. There's no doubt. I mean, especially a guy who's not going to really hurt you on the offensive side. You got you, you to let him go. Sometimes giving up a layup is better than picking up your third foul. And Abdi's going to shoot two. 
Alex is just such a fierce competitor. He, right. he doesn't know it halfway. He, he, he's full You're steam right. ahead constantly. The idea but of now, giving up a layup would probably but, make his skin crawl. Right, but, but you're right. Now he's got to sit for right. the final 523 of the second quarter. In comes Reese Garvin. He has two fouls. He has to be careful not to pick up his third. In the meantime, Abdi, that's all, that's all his points is at the free throw line. He's got five points all at the line, five for six for the stripe, and he cuts into Exeter's lead, makes it an eight-point game. Here's that one-two-two two from half court. Exeter beats it in the middle to go, to double to Sands, back to Murray, fakes a three, makes a two-shot, two-pointer instead. No, tipped and rebounded by Redding, and Exeter has another possession. Redding with it in the corner, drives baselines, bounce pass across, and it's the and nobody touched it out of bounds. Turnover Eagles. No, 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 no. Oh, We're wow. going to get a change. Bishop from the outside saw somebody from LS oh, wow. touch it, and so they reverse it back. And Exeter certainly believed that from the get-go. Yeah, it seems the way Kevin Sands reacted, he he thought it was Exeter ball the whole time. And honestly, LS coach Ed Berman is not arguing. So the Eagles will keep possession inside of five minutes to go. Here comes Sands the trap. trap gives it up for Murray. Out between the circles here, half court. Dangerous pass back to Sands. Open for a three. Wow. Buried he, it again. He is on fire. Five <laughs> of six from the field. 13 points for the All-Burks guard. And the lead reaches 11 for the first time for Exeter. 27-16. As Glick drives inside, he can't finish. Murray has the rebound. Sands has the basketball across half court. And a reach in and a foul. Going to be called on D. He got the worst of it. He sure did. Kevin Sands was going full steam to the basket, and Abdi reached in and caught a lot of Kevin Sands. <laughs> and right now, <laughs> Lampeter Strausberg catching a lot of Kevin Sands' act. It's eight and a quarter, 13 already for Sands. He's got the basketball, gives it up for Dauble, and out to Garvin to Sands, right through his hands, a little yeah. too hot to handle. Exeter's third turnover of the quarter after not turning it over in the first. Bob, if Sands had caught that, he had an open path to the basket. Smucker gives it up, hoping to get it back. Instead, it will be White from the top, in and out on the three. Nothing but Eagles underneath. Sands across half court, season opening, drives, dumps for Garvin. Kick out Murray for two. No. Garvin tipped it, tried to get it to Sands. Her will gather it, and LS has it back. Inside the halfway mark of the second. Exeter's lead is 27-16. Ball in the hands of Chase Smucker. Guarded by Redding, he gives it up for Her. Her finds nice a cutter cut. and Glick and finds a layup. Nice pass by her. Nice cut by Glick. He scores for the first time tonight. 27-18. Glick averages almost 12 a game. As Rich said, it's his first two. Murray's open in the corner for three, and it's a net. Murray is a very dangerous outside shooter. He's got 40. Well, that was 41 on the season, and Exeter's coach, Jeff Van Gorder, wants a timeout. Exeter has three players in the top ten in Berks County in threes made. Sands is eighth, Murray is ninth, and Garvin is tenth. And all three of them have hit threes so far in this game as Murray joins the club. Garvin has two, Sands has two, and Murray now has one. And all five Exeter starters have also scored. And Exeter's lead reaches 12 for the first time at 30-18. to 18. Now you're seeing the experienced guys step up here for Exeter in the, per, in, the, in the person of Kevin Sands and Reese Garvin. You know, they, Reese Garvin had a big first quarter. Now Kevin Sands is having a big second quarter. He's going to take a breather now as Jeff Van Gorder may be sensing that it's a perfect time to do so with a 12-point lead. Devin Nestor will check in. Where again, 
on Smucker. So they get Kelsey off the floor and they get Sands off the floor. Smucker drives and kicks it back for her, guarded by Nestor. Out high is Abdi. Garvin sacks off of him, again playing with two fouls. Smucker now hounded by Ware, trying to get some separation, can't. Kicks it back for her. Her around a dribble, goes behind his back, and a travel that they yeah, miss. that travel yep. for sure. Gives it back for Abdi. Her catch and shoot, Again. no good, and a bump and a foul afterwards. Jeff Van Gorder can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. They, LS is schooled. On, I thought yep. it was just Smucker. Nope. But her there drew the foul, kicked his legs out to draw the foul. Jeff Van Gorder looking, trying to get the officials here to say, look, that's what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. And yeah. so her will shoot three. Yeah. As Nestor gets called for his second foul. And Dean Herr at the stripe for the first time tonight makes the first of three shots. He is only a, somehow or another, only a 39% free throw shooter. For a guy who's got 44 threes on a year. Yeah, they don't make, that doesn't make sense. But he's made the first two here. And he doesn't look like a 39% free throw no. shooter at the line either. Now into the game for Lampeter Strasburg comes Trent Wagner, 5'11 senior. And the quarterback in the LS football team. That was the runner-up to Y missing in Section 4. Of course, Y First County and Lancaster County. Lancaster 11 League now emerged football conference. I had that first Catholic game with you. He's He was a darn good quarterback. Yeah, he is. Very good athlete. I'm surprised he doesn't see a little bit more on the basketball court just because of his athleticism. Here comes that 1-2-2. Two, two. After two out of three, they dump it inside to where, but it spins out on him. Glick has the rebound, and Abdi wants to run with it for the Pioneers. Abdi up to the other end of the floor. Tight ropes, gives it up for her, swings it around. Glick, top of the key for three. Good. Yeah, they pass the ball extremely well. They don't, there's not a lot of dribbling. There's a lot of ball movement, and that resulted in a three there. Five-point run now for the Pioneers. Makes it a seven-point game. Gobble tried to force it into the low post to Garvin. Tipped out of bounds by Smucker. And Jeff Van Gorder saying, you know, they got it down to seven. Let's get Kevin Sands back out on the floor. Bob, what LS does offensively, they, they change direction a lot, and they, there's a lot of ball fakes, too. And that's something a lot of teams don't do. Inbounds goes right through the hands of Brady Murray. Smucker may have deflected it first, but it is another eagle turnover. That's four in this quarter, and I would say maybe three of them have been unforced. 2.20 left in the half. Exeter had a 12-point lead. It's now seven, but there's a turnover right back as Abdi's pass for her was behind him, and Exeter comes up with it. Sands, open floor, kick, corner three for Ware. No. Rebound on the outside by Dauble. Kick out for Murray. Swing it around, and right back, Murray open for a corner three off the rim. On the floor, it's Ware who picks it up, and a foul. Jade Ware, right place, right time to pick it up on a bounce, and then he gets fouled. I think he's going to go to the line here. He is. That's over the lip. Nope. That's this only the second foul, but they're going to say he was in the act of shooting. It's on Wagner, his first. And the second against the Eagles. So Jaden Ware looking for his first point of the night. We'll do try to do so from the foul line. Where he's a, he is 50% on the season, and he misses the first. Six for 13 now as at the stripe for the sophomore. Ware and Dauble. Growing more and more time off the bench last year as freshman in that postseason run. And Ware misses them both. That, well, Garvin's lucky there that he didn't get his third foul. <laughs> trying to reach for the rebound over the top. 150 to go in the half. And again, LS trying to chip away. That was once a 12-point Exeter lead. It's now a 7-point lead. Smucker goes between the double team. Up and around. No. Gets his own rebound. And a put back and a foul. 
Chase Smucker not to be denied. Got a bucket and a foul. And now the question it's is who's the foul? It's on, on Garvin. Garvin. Yeah, so that's that, going to be his third. Yep. Wow. And, and I didn't think it was. I thought it was on the other Exeter player underneath. So now Garvin and Kelsey have three fouls each. And looks like Kelsey's going to come back in here. This is a real gamble with one seven left in the second quarter. Where and Garvin sit down. So one three foul player comes in while one three foul player comes out. Kelsey in and Garvin out. Where also out, as Rich said, and Carter Redding in as Smucker trying to finish off the three-point play. And does. So Smucker's got a four-point play and a three-point play in this quarter. He's got 12 points in total, and the run for LS now reaches eight in a row, makes it a four-point game, 30-26. to 26. What once was comfortable, not so comfortable. Great find inside, deflected out of bounds. Murray looking for Garvin, but Smucker got a hand on it. It's Eagle basketball. Yeah, he was looking for Carter Redding underneath, and the ball was deflected. It's Exeter's ball underneath. 124 left in the half. Sands the inbounder for Dauble on a post-up, drives inside, blocked and fouled. Two LS players were there, and one of them's going to get whistled for the foul that's going to put Dauble on the line. Again, there are a lot of fouls, and that's on Glick, his second. A lot of fouls called in this first half by the mid-pen conference crew. So Aiden Dauble at the foul line for the first time tonight. Sophomore, a 63% free throw shooter. And makes the first. Jaden Ware back in. Alex Kelsey and the three fouls comes out with 122 to go. A little offense defense right. switched there by Jeff Van Gorder. Protecting Alex Kelsey. Aiden Dauble's second is also good. Four for Dauble. And it stops the bleeding at least a little bit for Exeter after the 8-0 run and makes it a six-point Eagle lead at 32-26 with 115 to go in the half. Her for Abdi. Smucker, or excuse me, off the screen comes Wagner between the circles. Smucker, Smucker guarded by Ware. Give it back for Abdi, who swings it around for Glick with one minute to go in the half. A lot of backdoor cuts, and here's another one. But he With Sands on his hip, Her just kept on going. He didn't bother to put off the shot. And now Smucker again will reset for LS, who very patient on offense. Abdi inside, kicks it back for Glick. Abdi oh. rare. Wow. Abdi rarely looks for his shot and a traveling violation on Wagner. So the third turnover for LS with 42.6 left will bring Kelsey back in. As Rich said, offensive and defensive substitution. So you get Kelsey back on the floor. With the Eagles on top by six and 40 seconds to go in the half. LS stays in the trap. I was going to suggest maybe Exeter tries to uh, hold the ball for one shot. And that's still a possibility. Kelsey tried to get between a double team. He was bumped and fouled. LS had a foul to give. That's on uh, Abdi, and that's his second. Fourth against LS. The next one will put Exeter at the free throw line. So the Eagles will inbound with 31.6 left to go in the first half clock. Sands back door, look for double, count the bucket, and he's fouled. What a pass by Kevin Sands off the inbounds play, and double with the finish and a chance at a three-point play. Foul's going to be called on Trent Wagner, his second, and a chance for double to add to it with 26.4 still left to go. Big, big bucket there and a great find by Sands, and double finishes off the three-point play. Wow, this isn't surprising. Aiden Dobble made so many big plays in the postseason last year for Exeter as a freshman. He's got seven here in the second quarter for the Eagles. 
One good defensive stand here for Exeter can really make the difference with 15 seconds to go because LS isn't a fast scoring team. Smucker can change that with a three, but it's off the back iron, and Redding has the rebound. Jeff Van Gorder says go with six seconds to go. Sands in the open floor will drive up off the glass. No, and that will do it for the first half. But a good 16-minute opening half for the Exeter Eagles looking to move on in the District 3 basketball playoffs. They have a lead of nine after two. We'll take a timeout back with our Lincoln Plumbing Halftime Show live on the voice of Berks County Beyond. WEU, the score, Exeter 35, Lampeter Stroudsburg 26 after this. Looking for a game-winning play for your next tailgate or get-together? Score big this season with trays from Chick-fil-A. Delicious chicken nuggets and chicken strips, fruits and garden salads, chocolate chunk cookies, and their delicious mac and cheese. Make a play with Chick-fil-A and you'll be a winner every time. Visit Chick-fil-A at Broadcasting Square, 5th Street Highway, and Exeter Commons. Chick-fil-A voted America's favorite fast food restaurant. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com Bad hair day? Bad day at the office? Bad day behind the wheel? Hey, stuff happens, even to the best of us. At least your car insurance rate doesn't have to take a hit. Get Erie Rate Lock from Erie Insurance. Gives you a great rate that stays put until you change a car, driver, or your address. Plus, seriously good service. Now that's something to smile about. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Very rate lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage and is not available in all states. Tonight's halftime show brought to you by Lincoln Plumbing and Heating. When you need a plumber, get a good one. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years, Lincoln Plumbing has the experience to help from a leaky faucet to a whole bathroom and model. Call 610-376-0863 for Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, as honest as their name. Alongside Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. This one started out very much like we expected to be in a tight game and back and forth with a couple of lead changes and ties early on before Exeter started to pull away at the end of the first quarter. That was due in large part to a couple of threes from Reese Garvin. And after eight minutes of basketball, Exeter led by seven at 17 to 10. The Eagles continue to expand upon that league. They got it up to as many as 12 at 30 to 18. There were some foul issues for Exeter in the first half. Reese Garvin ended up sitting on the bench at the end of the second quarter with three fouls. Same for Alex Kelsey, but, Alec, but Kevin Sands was still very much on the floor for the Eagles, and he was insurmountable, for, or in, instrumental, I should say, in the Exeter run in that second quarter. Got it to a 12-point lead, but with those foul troubles, and, X, and LS started to heat up a little bit. The Pioneers went on an 8-0 run to get it to a four-point game and make everybody in Riften a little bit nervous, but a difference of a 5-0 run by the Eagles to close off the half. Aiden Dobble did the scoring. Kevin Sands scoring, passing, handling the basketball, all of it a mismatch nightmare. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a problem for the Pioneers in the second half, how they match up with Kevin Sands. I think that's going to be a topic of discussion going on right now in the LS locker room. 
Bob Sands has 13 points. He had eight in the second quarter. Aiden Gobble with seven in the second. Again, all veterans of Exeter's postseason run last year to the District 3 5A title and to the PIAA championship game. Yeah, we talked about this in our pregame show, if you missed it, but it, uh, about confidence. And, and at this level, at this stage of the season, the experiences that this team had last year and going into the district playoffs is just such a vital piece of the puzzle, coupled with the disappointment of losing last year. Jeff Van Gorder said last week that they wanted to win a county championship. Who doesn't want to win a county championship? And Exeter felt, certainly felt like they had the goods to do so. They do. They just ran into the team that ultimately won the county championship that, in the first round. That played its best basketball Correct. of the season last week. Correct. So now you have to kind of rebuild the confidence. And that's why I said the week off is good and bad because it gives you a little bit of extra time to rebuild that confidence and then still go ahead and prepare for your next round. Exeter does not look rusty. Nope. Does not look like they're suffering from a county playoff hangover like a lot of teams have over the years. They've played very well. In fact, other than the foul trouble, I, I think Exeter could be in complete command of this game if not for the foul trouble. But there is the foul trouble. You have Alex Kelsey with three fouls, Reese Garvin with three fouls. So that's, that's something to watch in the second half. Kelsey and Garvin have to stay on the floor for Exeter if they want to win this opening round 5A game. I go back, Rich, to the first time we saw Exeter and what a first performance for Exeter from right. in our eyes which of course was the win at the Geigel 79-55 you can argue with me as you want but that's as big of a win in Exeter athletics as there as there has ever been for a long time to win at the Geigel alone much less to win it in convincing style by 24 points but part of that was the conversation with Jeff Van Gorder and talking about moving Kevin Sands to the point and how he would handle Redding's pressure as yet at that point in time somewhat of a newbie handling the basketball now he's been doing it all season he looks so much more comfortable and confident with the basketball and again the ball in his hands as quick as he is as athletic as he is as long as he is he can do a lot of damage in a lot of ways yeah he deserves his place without a doubt it's on the all burks basketball team he is he is definitely one of the top three players in burks county along with yadiel cruz Josh McCoy and Kingston McCoy, maybe say the top four. Kingston, of course, suffered a season-ending leg injury um, in late January. But my point, Sands is so good, and he is a matchup nightmare. And I don't think the Pioneers have somebody that can guard him man-to-man. -man. That's why they've been in the zone so much. That's why they're using their 1-2-2 their trap so much, because they can't match up with Kevin Sands. And I'm surprised that it took them that long to get into that 1-2-2. Obviously, Ed Berryman maybe didn't feel comfortable against exercise to do it, but I, it, it made them and allowed them to get that eight-point run going late in the second quarter. It, it has. It, it, they got back in it, but I think the key is LS is drawing fouls. They're being right. aggressive. They're not making a lot of shots. They're 7 for 21 from the field, and they're just 3 for 9 from three-point range, but they're drawing fouls, and that's allowed them to stay within nine points of Exeter uh, here at at halftime of this 5A opener. But there, I have some scores. Do you want to go yep, now? Or go ahead. Okay, I got, I got, we have four teams, four other teams in action tonight in the District 3 playoffs. Let's start also in 5A boys. Muhlenberg on the road, the 11th seed. They're playing at 6th seed West York. They are tied 23-23 at the half. 
I've been told that the Mules had a 10-point lead at one point, wow. but West York made a run at the end of the first half to tie it. The other three games, Schuylkill Valley girls in 4A, Trail Middletown 29-16 at the half. In 3A, the Ole Valley girls are hanging in there against York Catholic. That's a 4-5 yeah. game in 3A. It's York Catholic 32, Ole Valley 26. And in 6A, it is Governor Mifflin 26, Mannheim Township 23 at the half. Interesting matchups. And again, Berks County holding its own early on. We'll have more high school basketball presented by Kruskies Insurance Free tomorrow night. District 3, boys 6A. We will be at the Geigel as the Reading Red Knights take on the Penn Manor Comets. Again, Penn Manor beat LS in the Lancaster Level League quarterfinals and then lost the heartbreaker in the semifinals to Warwick. Warwick then went on to lose to Cedarcrest in the LL Championship game. And how about the ultimate irony tomorrow night in South Lebanon? The LL champion Cedarcrest will host the Berks County champion Wilson in a 7-10 matchup. That's some very ironic seeding. And in an elimination game. Right. Again, an eliminate one of those league champions will see their season end tomorrow night. So, the, again, tomorrow night we will be at the Geigel. 7 o'clock is tip-off time. Penn Manor at Reading High. We'll have another game for you Thursday night and another game on Friday night. We just don't have any idea where <laughs> we'll be at this point in time, but we'll have basketball for you for sure. A couple of Berks County teams do have some buys, so we know we certainly will have some games before uh, before the week is over with. Again, Thursday night, Friday night, 7 o'clock is tip-off times. At this stage, everything is going to be played at home sites, ultimately up until the championship game, which, of course, will be at the Giant Center, and those come at the tail end of next week. We are at the tail end now of our Lincoln Plumbing Heating Halftime Show. 35-26 is our score. Individual scoring, Sands leads the way for Exeter with 13 Garvin with eight, all eight for Reese Garvin coming in the first quarter. Seven for Aiden Dauble, all of him in the second quarter. Alex Kelsey with four, Brady Murray with three. All five starters for Exeter have scored in the first half. For Lampeter Strasburg, Chase Smucker with 12, five each for Justin Glick and Yassine Abdi. All of his points at the foul line, by the way. And four for Dean Herr and the Pioneer total of 26. 35-26, LS on top of Exeter. And starting the second half, it will be Exeter basketball. So Garvin uh, and Kelsey starting the second half, remember, with, nope, they just switched it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will be LS basketball. Reese Garvin trying to pull a quick <laughs> one. But, Bob, I think the key here is Alex Kelsey and Reese Garvin have to be smart. They're more valuable on the floor than on the bench. They cannot afford to pick up a fourth foul here, here early in the third quarter. All right, so... They, they don't, I mean, so you, you generally think of starting the second half with two fouls as kind of starting clean. But we start with three. As Rich said, you can't pick up a cheap one early. They pose a backdoor look for Abdi, and he got away from Brady Murray and turns it into a layup, his first field goal. Great pass by Justin Glick. Abdi hasn't really looked for his shot much, but he was wide open and had a short, had a layup. Now they extend that 1-2-2 two, two to a three-quarter court. Kelsey finds Dobble on the back door for a layup. Great look by Alex Kelsey. Aiden Dobble coming up big again in the postseason for the Eagles. Nine for Dobble after not scoring in the first quarter. And it's right back up to a nine-point advantage at 37-28. Pioneers with a basketball, Exeter with a lead. Kelsey guarding Smucker in the far corner, right in front of the LS bench. Swings it around to Jared Hostetter, gets the start here in the second half. Up deep in the foul line, spins out on him, and Garvin gathers up the rebound for Exeter. 
Up ahead for Murray in the corner. Chases around, Dauble sees an opening, decided not to take it, kicks it back for Murray, who swings it from right side to left for Kelsey. Right back to Murray, he wasn't expecting it. Turnover, Abdi comes away with it up ahead of the pack. Abdi will lay it in. Kelsey had to be careful there, swiping at the ball. Cannot afford to pick up that fourth foul. I was just going to make a point. Aiden Dobble plays like a senior, he, and he played like a senior last year as a freshman. He's got such poise. Murray steps between the double team nicely and finds Dobble. Swinging around for Kelsey to the top for Murray. The Sands from the left side for three is pure. Incredible. What a night for Kevin Sands. Right Six. back up to 10-point advantage. Six for eight from the field, 16 points for the senior. Three threes on the night, 44 now on the season, and a foul away from the basketball on Sands, I believe. No, I think it's on. It's on Kelsey. It's on Kelsey. Again, yeah, he, he's. He's trying to fight through screens, and he's it, it's not in a position to be physical. No. So he's going to come out, and Jaden Ware comes in. I'm actually surprised that Jeff Van Gorder didn't begin the second half with somebody else on Smucker. And now Kelsey has four fouls with 6.13 left in the third quarter. That's what they try to do. They try to screen and double screen Smucker open. And you're fighting through the screen and picking up a foul. Smucker has it on the left side. Guarded but now by Aware. Gives it up for Glick and right back to Smucker in the corner. Tries to go baseline back and through and blocked by Garvin. And Exeter has it back. Sands in the open floor. Kicks it to the corner. Double for three. Short. Rebound by Glick. Up ahead, Abdi across half court for LS. Drives, nowhere to go, and needs help. Kicks it out for her. Drives and kicks to Glick and around for Hostetter. Again, Hostetter getting the start in the second half with four on the LS bench. Hostetter more of a score, a little bit more of a scoring threat than Emory Floor. Glick guarded by Dauble, bumped and fouled. It's a screen, illegal Ooh, screen. Illegal screen. So that's going to be on LS. And I believe it's on Abdi. That's his third if it is, and it is. So that's the first against LS, and now a timeout called by Ed Berryman and the Pioneers. 40-30, to 30, our score. LS trails Exeter on their home floor. We'll take a 30-second timeout. We'll be back with more high school basketball on, eight, on WEU, the Berks, the voice of Berks and beyond. No regrets. You'll never regret switching to Erie Insurance. I, 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 you'll I, I, always be treated hey, fairly. Biggest it's lead, 27, easy. Jaden Dunham uh, ranked biggest us 13? highest in yeah, customer satisfaction I had, I forgot, the insurance yeah, I have that. I have it. No, I had it. 3018 is the so biggest. So get a quote today. I have Crosskeys 610-916-6190. Or go to crosskeysins.com. No, I had 14 at one point. I know because I remember writing it down. Okay, I have it here. Erie Insurance. Five minutes, 27 seconds left to go in the third quarter. And following the LS timeout, it is Exeter basketball with the Eagles on top 40 to 30. Alongside Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. High school basketball on WEU presented by Cross Keys Insurance. Again, more of it for you tomorrow night. We'll be at the Geigel as the Red Knights host Penn Manor in the District 3 6A opener. Murray, a little floater for two, Brady Murray. Nice shot by Brady Murray against that zone. It looked like LS packed the zone in a little bit more. They didn't extend it quite as much. Murray took advantage of it. Smucker off the double screen. Gets help defense from Dauble. Slows down his dribble. Now Ware recovers. Forces him to give it up for Glick, who shoots for three and misses. And a fight for the rebound. And Murray and Abdi were fighting for it. They say Abdi touched it last. Exeter has the basketball. Bob, the one thing that, not one thing, they've done a lot of things well. <laughs> Exeter's done a terrific job 
of rebounding at both ends of the floor. They've had some second chances, but especially the defensive end. LS hasn't gotten many second chances at all. Again, against the 1-2-2. Sands gives it up and then posts up at the foul line. Murray to Garvin to Sands, who works his way inside and rolls it in for two more. Kevin Sands has stepped up on a night when Exeter needs him to step up. And that's the largest lead now for Exeter at 14 points to the corner for Hostetter. Doesn't take the three. Her can't get the three off because of the length of Sands. And they swing it from right side to left to Glick. Now post up and a kick out for Abdi. Floater in the paint, in and out, and rebounded by Garvin. Sands in the open floor. Great look up ahead for Ware, who kicks it out and around for Garvin, and three, and no. And Her has the rebound. Yeah, great ball movement there by the Eagles. Garvin a little long on the three-point shot. Garvin has not scored since the first quarter. He did score eight in that first quarter. Smucker on the drive. Ware recovers. Turnaround jumper, no. Garvin tips it for himself and another rebound for Reese Garvin. Bob, he's got eight rebounds. Reese Garvin. And this one tipped out of bounds by Hostetter. It's going to stay Exeter basketball. 3.44 left to go in the third. Exeter has a 14-point lead. LS just has no answer for Kevin Sands. None at all. He's 8 for 10 from the field. Mike Gaffney, the head coach for Mechanicsburg, below us scouting because that's who awaits the winner of this one, the number two seed Mechanicsburg. Exeter played Mechanicsburg, a game we had for you last year from Mannheim Township on the Eagles' pursuit to the District 3 5A championship. Swinging around to the right side, Jaden Ware right in front of the Eagle bench, gives it up for Murray. Murray trying to get by Smucker, going to body him down low and finish with great, the left hand. Great drive by Brady Murray trying to pick up Smucker's third foul. Didn't matter. He scores to give Exeter a 16-point lead. Seven for Murray. 3.05 left to go in the third. Skip pass, and it's loose and tipped out of bounds off of Abdi yeah. and a turnover for LS. Yeah, I was wondering if, if the official was going to call the ball off Jaden Ware. I didn't think it hit him, and it didn't, and it's Exeter basketball. And substitution in the game for... LS, well, they tried to, but wasn't at the scores table in enough time. Judah White trying to come in. White was the leading scorer in that game against Muhlenberg. Again, LS losing to Muhlenberg back on December 20th, 57-53, and White off the bench led the way for the Pioneers with 14. Now they say he can come in, and Her comes out. Also in the game for LS for the first time. Actually, he's a player. 15. No, yeah, 15, we don't have on the roster. Here's a look inside. Abdi poked it away. Sands tried to get it back, and LS comes up with a turnover. Eagles. Baseline for Glick, and two is too short, and rebounded by Dauble. Sands. LS two for eight this quarter from the field. Exeter playing terrific defense. Sands at the top, trying to get away from Glick. Now they switch off, and Abdi picks him up. And again, that is just a mismatch. I got seen Abdi generously listed at 5'11", trying to guard the 6'4", Kevin Sands. Bob, they have nobody to guard him. They really don't. No. And, and Sands is having a night. And so Sands fouled will shoot two. And misses the first of those two. Exeter now 6 out of 10 at the free throw line. They're 72% on the season. As Trent Wagner now will check back in for the Pioneers. And Justin Glick will come out. Justin Glick, LS's second leading scorer, has just five points on two for nine shooting. One out of two for Sands, who will take a breather. Carter Redding comes in with Exeter's lead now at 17 points, 47 to 30. 
19 for Kevin Sands. His career high is 29 in the first game against Burks Catholic. That was the loss to Burks Catholic. Exeter came back to beat Burks Catholic at the tail end of the season. And there's a foul as uh, Carter Redding was trying to fight through a screen. And yeah, see, Opti, he got it worse yeah, again. Yeah, well, yeah, he <laughs> maybe took an acting class there, <laughs> gave an acting class there. So Carter Redding's first is Exeter's second. And LS has the basketball down by 17 points with 2.15 to go. The baseline for Hostetter swings it around for Abdi. Now kicks it on the left side for Wagner. Smucker, the main scorer on the floor, maybe the only scorer on the floor right now. And Abdi inside, stripped away by Murray. Great defense by Brady Murray. Smucker has no points this quarter, thanks to Alex Kelsey and Jaden Ware. So Exeter has it back with 1.50 to go in the third. Ware from the left side, drives inside, kicks it back for Dauble, swings around, Murray. Had the three, gives it up for Redding, who's got a better look at a three and nothing but net. Carter Redding with his first points of the night off the assist by Brady Murray. Exeter oh. with a 20-point lead. 50-30 Eagles as Carter Redding, nothing but net for his sixth three of the year. Great find by Brady Murray, that one extra pass. And here comes a little pressure defense by Exeter. Wagner in trouble, finally gives it up, and now they swing it around. Trying to get Smucker open, he's getting tired. As the shot off the mark by Hostetter is rebounded by Redding. Great defense this quarter by the Eagles. Redding going to go from one end to the other and finish for two. Carter Redding with five straight. Carter Redding with a lot of quality minutes here tonight. And he's showing why. He's got five points this quarter. Two back-to-back -back baskets. One minute left to go in the third. Exeter's lead has reached 22-52-30. Eagles on top. Abdi drives. Forces the shot in and out and back down again. Abdi has all of yes. LS's points this quarter with six. That ends a 12-0 run for Exeter. Missed shot by Ware is rebounded by Dobble and back up for Aiden Dobble. Dobble now with six rebounds and 10 points. Excuse me, 11 points. Smucker will drive. Smucker up and under and home. First His, points of the half. Yeah, he, got, he beat Ware off the dribble. Garvin contested, but he didn't want to draw that fourth foul. Let him go up with a 20-point lead. Jeff Van Gorder wants one last shot to finish off the third quarter with a 20-point lead, now down to 10 seconds. Hostetler hanging and hovering around Redding, trying to give it up for Murray. It's knocked away. Loose basketball. Time to get a shot off if they can gather it. Abdi, good if it goes, and it does. They come up with a they steal. They three. They was from the top of the key. Ab uh, Yassine Abdi buries the three. And with that, LS gets a little bit closer after three. Exeter, 54. Lampeter, Stroudsburg, 37. Final eight when we come back to Lancaster County after this on WEU, the voice of Berks County and beyond. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving them, please, unevenly? Greg. Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up yeah. from yeah. Overhead Door. Yeah. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com Looking for a game-winning play for your next tailgate or get-together? Score big this season with trays from Chick-fil-A. 
delicious chicken nuggets and chicken strips, fruits and garden salads, chocolate chunk cookies, and their delicious mac and cheese. Make a play with Chick-fil-A and you'll be a winner every time. Visit Chick-fil-A at Broadcasting Square, 5th Street Highway, and Exeter Commons. Chick-fil-A voted America's favorite fast food restaurant. Welcome back. We start the fourth quarter, District 3, Class 5A bracket, and the Exeter Eagles, the defending champions in District 3, with a 17-point lead as we start the fourth quarter. Alongside Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. 54-37, Eagles on top. Winner goes to Mechanicsburg on Thursday night. Loser season is over. Alex Kelsey checks back in for Exeter with four fouls. Reese Garvin with three also in as Kelsey drives, misses. Smucker with a rebound, and he wants to push. But Exeter closes him into the corner. He steps through it, tries to go back door, but Kelsey steals it away. Kelsey tries to feed it up ahead and throws it away. Turnover both ways. Kelsey's just got to control his emotions a little bit. He's got carried away here on his two first plays of the second half of the fourth quarter. Came up with the steal and then tried to show that outfield arm of his with a fire down the feet, that down the middle of the court, but it was deflected and taken away by by Lampeter Strasburg. And then this one is taken right back by Aiden Dauble. Yeah. So the turnover column increases on both sides here in the start of this fourth. Looks like LS is switching back to a man. And now yep. Glick comes out on Sands, a little hesitation. He goes by him, gets his own rebound, and puts it back and gets fouled. Yeah, he is unstoppable. Yep. No answers. The Pioneers have no answers for him. I don't mean this in the wrong way. I mean this in the most complimentary way. There is absolutely nothing that LS can do to stop Kevin Sands tonight. Well, he has basically done what he has wanted to do almost this entire game. And he scores... Three more here in the three-point play. The foul was on Glick, his third. And it, with a minute into the fourth quarter, Exeter's lead is 20 again at 57-37. Bob, Exeter was 8 for 11 from the field in the third quarter. They are 20 for 37 overall. LS, 5 for 12 that quarter, 12 for 33 overall. Matthew Fink now will check into the game for the first time for LS. 6-3 senior checks in. Glick off the screen from the right elbow. No. Gets his own rebound. Tries to go back up with it and misses a second one. And Dauble has the rebound. 6.40 to go and Sands again in the open floor. Drives. Nope. Palm the basketball. And that'll be a turnover for the Eagles. They're second in the quarter. Sands tried to go with a little hesitation move at the half half court mark. And the officials say, uh uh-uh. Garvin and Dauble are doing an exceptional job on the boards. Garvin with eight rebounds, Dobble with seven. Abdi drives, floater no good, rebounded again by Garvin. Lead is 20, 6.25 left to go in the ballgame. LS back to -to man-to-man. And that's a mismatch, Smucker on Sands. Kelsey posting up down low against Abdi, and he's fouled. That's going to be four now on Abdi. And Alex Kelsey, who has not scored since the first quarter, well, he actually scored the first four points for Exeter in the ballgame. Now looking for his first points since then. Kelsey is so strong around the basket down low. It's it's a really difficult matchup for LS. And he makes the free throw as well. 74% free throw shooter. At 12 last Monday in the win over, in the loss, excuse me, over Wilson in the quarterfinals as Kelsey makes them both. Six for Kelsey. The lead is 22. 59-37. Matches Exeter's largest lead with 6.08 left to go in the ballgame. Her from the top, swings it around for Fink. And now for Glick at the top. 
to the corner for Abdi. Baseline move for Fink, and that's an air ball. And rebounded by Kelsey. Kelsey steps between the double team, and now they've got numbers on a three on two. Ware fakes the three, drives, and finishes. Great drive by Jaden Ware. He had his moments last year in the postseason as a freshman as well. Scores here to give Exeter a 24-point lead. 61-37 Eagles. Smucker from the baseline hesitated, then shoots, and Garvin has another rebound. Garvin now has 10 rebounds for the Eagles. Smucker has, is just one for four this half. Look for where to Dauble. The sophomores combined, but he missed it. And a foul on the rebound. Dauble took a shot on with an elbow. And a foul called, and it's on Smucker. That'll be his third. And Exeter will inbound underneath. And wow. substitution coming in in Chase Messinger. So sophomore will come in and her out. I just think it's Exeter is too big, too strong, and too fast. That sums it up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and leads you to a 24-point lead as her now will come out. Murray coming in, but I don't know if he is. No, nah, I think it's an equipment deal. I think he doesn't have his shirt. No. Yeah, no, it's yeah, just he doesn't have his shirt is. tucked in. Yep. So they made him come out. Inbounds for Sands. Sands just drives right by the defense and gets a layup. They can't, they can't stop him. Anything it's, he wants to do. Yep. 63-37. The lead is 26 and 24 for Kevin Sands. Five minutes left to go in the ballgame. Bob, Jeff Van Gorder told us before the game, his message to his players was defend what you won last year, and they certainly have here, and they are playing with a much greater sense of urgency yeah. knowing that this could be their last game. They don't want it to end, and that's exactly what Jeff said. He goes, he sensed that during the last week of practice since that loss to Wilson. Yeah, the three key words, sense of urgency, inbounds pass up D for a catch and shoot from Justin Glick off the inbounds pass. 63-39 now the score with 4.45 left to go in the ballgame. But when you've got guys like Sands and Garvin who went through those wars and now are now seniors and Kelsey as well, they don't want to see it end. Gar Sands inside, up and under, takes a shot and is and a bucket. They didn't call the foul, but Kevin Sands took an elbow in the face and he's down on the floor. And Kelsey with a nice pass before that. He he drew a lot of contact. <laughs> I, let's put it this way. I've seen we've seen fouls tonight called <laughs> with less contact than what Kevin Sands took when he scored there. He's up, he's okay, but again, he took an elbow right I look like in the in the face for sure in the eye it looked like. But again, two more for Sands. He's going to come out now because of the injury. He's got 26 points for the Eagles. Carter Redding back in for Axer. He scored five points in that third quarter in that run that pushed it up into a 20-plus point lead. It's 65-39 right now as LS has the basketball and Exeter has the lead with 4.20 left to go. Again, Smucker the, just quiet here in the second half. Abdi from the foul line, no, and another rebound for Garvin. That's been the offense. Abdi shooting and Garvin rebounding. Yeah, really. Garvin now has 11 rebounds. Murray going to tee one up for three. No. And rebounded by Glick and LS. And Abdi in the other way. Up ahead for Fink. Catches and throws it back for Glick. And one more back pass for Smucker in three. You knew that was coming. Smucker was <laughs> wide open. He was the trailer on the fast break. Scores just his third three of the night. No question this, the kid's got a stroke. Chase Smucker can shoot it up. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty shot. But I just think at times, Rich, I think the constant rotation of bodies and the physicality of Exeter just tired him out a little bit. 
There's just times where he didn't look like he was really moving without the ball a whole lot. And the one thing that Jeff Van Gorder did, he rotated defenders on him, and he, right. and he would have done that even if Alex Kelsey didn't get into foul Correct. trouble. Me Mechanicsburg coach Mike <laughs> Gaffney seen has seen enough with Exeter <laughs> up 65-42 and 3.52 to go in this game. Mechanicsburg Wildcats will face the Exeter Eagles, barring a miracle here, Thursday night in the District 3 5A quarterfinals. And again, that will be in Mechanicsburg, the home of the Wildcats, because they are the two seed. Last year, those two teams met at Mannheim Township. This time, and I believe that was the district semifinal, and then Exeter played Mannheim Central, of course, in the district championship game at the Giants Center. 3.52 left to go in the ballgame. Exeter with the lead. Kevin Sands back on the floor now with the Eagles on top, 65-42 to 42 after the three from Smucker, who's now got 17. Again, the 1-2-2, two, two, no problem for Exeter across half court. Sands avoids the double team. Now gives it up in a corner for Murray. Skip pass for Kelsey. Inside look for Garvin. Dump it off for Sands, who flies in, scoops. No. Tipped back to Kelsey, and Exeter gets another look. Double top of the key for three, and that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just incredible. All these guys for Exeter, the guys who went through the postseason success last year, have stepped up tonight. Eight threes on the night, one shy of their season average for the Eagles as Chase Messinger drives in, did a little jump stop, no whistle, kicks it back for Abdi, who drives and gets by the defense and scores two more. Abdi, 16 now. I was going to say, he's carried yes. the LS offense in this half. Because the Exeter defense has silenced Chase Smucker. Well, Five points and a half for Smucker. Smucker and Justin Glick are their top two scorers, and they've combined for just seven points here in the second half. 2.50 left to go in the ball game. Again, the 1-2-2. Good ball movement by Exeter. And a great look inside. Garvin and Kelsey in a layup. Great pass by Reese Garvin. 70-44 to 44 Exeter. Well, we were kidding with Jeff Van Gorder that he can kind of sit back in the fourth quarter and decide who he wants to have on with Rich Garcella as a guest. And he said, I hope I have that chance. And he might have that chance with this lead. Opti again with a, <laughs> with a three. Coming out of nowhere. I think Abdi was averaging like five points a game. He's He's got th two threes, points two game, threes in the night. He had one on the season. Here's Murray to match it and does. Brady Murray with another three. This second. This is the kind of offense that we saw Exeter show against Reading High in early January. Abdi for a drive and two more off the Eurostep move. That's a little too little too late for the Pioneers. 73-49 with less than two minutes to go. Jeff Van Gorder is going to clear his bench. Redding, Dauble, Kelsey, Garvin, and Murray, the starting five on the floor. He's going to call a timeout and so he can do just that. And LS. And LS will do the same. The white flag from Ed Berryman to bring the season to a conclusion for Lampeter Stroudsburg. So extra to get called for your charge for the timeout with 1.47 left to go. But this one will go for the Eagles, and they will move on in the District 3 5A playoffs. And for Lampeter Stroudsburg, a team that won the Section 3 championship, will come up with a conclusion in, this, in the postseason with one and done. Last year, again, they lost in the first round to Hershey, but they had a bye in the first round because they were the two seed. Different story this year as the seven seed. They had a play in the opening round. And the season comes to an end for the Pioneers tonight. We have tonight. some other scores. In an, in also in 5A boys, Muhlenberg leads West York 34-32 after three quarters. So Muhlenberg with an opportunity to try to move on as well. 
Carter Redding, Jaden Ware, Eddie Guattara now into the game for the Eagles. Schuylkill Valley girls have rallied. They're, they trail Middletown by just two with 2.38 to go. They were down 13 at the half. Winner of that gets a date with Aaron Andrews, county champion while missing Spartans. And the Ole Valley girls are up three on wow. your Catholic with 30 seconds to go. That would be a stunning upset just on pedigree alone, not to, not to take anything away from Ole. Driving a kick and a three from Devin Nestor. Kevin Nestor is no good with 1.15 to go. LS has it back. And starters off the floor for both teams as Lampeter Strasburg is about to turn it over. Connor Katurik could not hold it, handle the pass, and the Pioneers will give it back with 109 to go. So it's Carter Redding, Tyler Flanders, Devin Nestor, Jaden Ware, and Eddie Guatera, the five on the floor for the Eagles. Nestor from the left wing, drives, kicks it for Redding. Redding's going to pop for three again, and that one was halfway down. It came out. Guterra with a rebound gets fouled in the process. Eddie Guterra inside gets fouled, and I believe they're going to say this. Is, nope, they're going to say it's the inbound play. The first, second foul against the uh, fourth foul, excuse me, against the Pioneers in the quarter. Inside of a minute to go. 73-49 our score. Where inside misses. Rebounded by LS with 45 seconds to go in the, in the ballgame. So, again, stick around for our postgame show. Rich Garcello will have a word with Jeff Van Gorder and whichever player he opts to ultimately I choose. Think I think we're going to see Kevin Sands. <laughs> Based upon what Kevin Sands did tonight, he certainly has earned that right. Of course, if you want to let some people know that those interviews will also be available for you, you can see them either shortly after they're posted or for days to come on Twitter and Facebook as well. I'm sorry. It is your Catholic 65, Ole Valley 40. That was I. I that was I had a different score from somebody else. Uh, but but seriously, and that's the final. It is 65-40. Your Catholic over Ole Valley. The Ole Valley girls had a tremendous season, and they're going to see it come to an end. Exeter season will move on as the Eagles will let the final seconds tick down in this one, and they will move on. Again, for a date in round two of the District 3 5A tournament at Mechanicsburg on Thursday night, 7 o'clock will be the tip-off time as the Eagles, with an impressive performance tonight on the road, they take down the Lampeter Strasburg Pioneers by a final score of 73-49. to We'll take a timeout, come back with our post-game show. Again, words with head coach Jeff Van Gorder, the star of the game, Kevin Sands, our player of the game, our play of the game, and a whole lot more when we come back to Lancaster County after this. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We're proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us, and we promise to always be there for you. Welcome to our post-game show where the Exeter Eagles win it tonight over LS by a score of 73-49. Rich Garcella down on the floor with the coach and the star, Kevin Sands. Thank you, Bob. I'm here with Exeter coach Jeff Van Gorder and senior Kevin Sands after the Eagles' 73-49 win over Lampeter Strasburg in the District 3 Class 5A first round. Exeter season will continue Thursday at Mechanicsburg. Let's talk with Kevin Sansford. 26 points, but it just seemed the whole offense was clicking. What worked well tonight for you guys? 
I think just moving the ball and trusting each other. Um, today, I think we moved the ball the best we've had all season, and we've trusted each other the best we've had all season. And uh, coach has been telling us it's a new season, whole new slate. Everybody's record is 0-0 now in district, so we, we just got to go out with a bang every night. How much did you, you think that you, Reese, Alex, Aiden relied on the postseason experience from last year tonight? Oh, a lot. It gives us a huge advantage. Um, we're more experienced than anybody we see now. So it's like we've been here before. We know what we have to do to get back to the spot we did last year. So, What worked for you offensively? It seemed like you had a lot of openings. Uh, just attacking the gaps. Uh, and honestly, my teammates being able to shoot the ball like, like they do, it opened all, like every lane was open for me. So, um, and my coach and, and all my teammates have been telling me, get to the cup. Nobody can stay in front of me. So I just, with, with confidence, I took that and everything was open for me tonight, I feel like. Kevin, how hungry, how angry were you guys after losing to Wilson in the, in the county playoffs? Super hungry. I, like, it, it was such a disappointment. So we just knew we, we had to retaliate come next game. Uh, again, it's a whole new slate. Again, record 0-0, zero, zero, so we know we, we got to come with something different. Thanks, Kevin. We'll see you Thursday, or maybe we'll see you Thursday, <laughs> but congratulations on the win. Thank you, sir. Jeff, yep. you, you said before the game you told us how these guys wanted to defend what they won last year and that you expected them to come out with a great sense of urgency. Is that what you saw tonight? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the seniors led the way. Uh, Kevin was aggressive. He got downhill. That's something we talk about all the time with him. He's so talented. You know, he, he can make jump shots, shooting over 40% from three. Um, but to start games, we want him to be aggressive because when he gets downhill, he's able to free shooters up and get to the rim, and that gets everybody going. And super proud of him. He got us started. Alex got us started with his competitiveness. Reese made some shots early. Those guys were awesome tonight. They run a 1-2-2 two, two trap that has caused other teams problems. It didn't seem to cause a lot of problems for you guys. What happened? How were you able to break that trap? Yeah, I, I would like to think the way we play helps out with that. You know, we, we, we talk about spacing a lot. So in order to be traps, you got to have space. you got to move the basketball. And we're really good at trusting each other. And, you know, three days prep for it helped too. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that that's a lie. You know, we, we saw them. You know, they were hungry to kind of get ready for this game. Um, so we practiced against it. You know, we've been really good breaking pressure and breaking zones all year. And I expected nothing less. And they came out did a really good job you also talked before the game how important was limiting second shots for them i think you did a good job with that reese had 12 rebounds aiden had eight or nine i think how important was that and and is that something that you want to carry into the next round yeah, when, when we this was the best defensive performance i can remember this year and it was from everybody um i know they still put up 49 but that's because they're really good that's because we gave them some more possessions than they're used to too because we like to play fast uh, Smucker is awesome uh, off the ball using screens you know at halftime 10 of their however many points they had were from the following you know they're 10 for 12 so we talked about limiting fouls um, getting back so when we get misses we can get out and run and, and that's where we're really good and that's where we've been good all year so we got to keep doing that what did you see from the guys the experienced guys who went through the postseason last year uh, like I said I mean this was the most locked in I think they've been at the start of games. I think they hit a different gear when that starts. Um, Alex was competing. Kevin got downhill. Reese made shots. And I think I told you guys pregame when Reese hits a shot early on, it gets everybody going. And he hit a shot early on, and everybody started to get going. So they lead the way. The guys lean on them. They have the most playing experience. Um, and they're such competitors, you know. So it's, it's really fun to see them get out and get this win.
Jeff, congratulations. Good luck Thursday. I appreciate it. Hopefully see you guys soon. Thanks again. Thanks very much, Jeff Van Gorder, the first-year head coach, but a very experienced coach. Again, 12 years as an assistant coach at the Division Three level. It's been very interesting to get to know him and him getting to know us and Berks County basketball and how impressed he's been in his first go-around against the competition he's facing night in and night out. And as we talked about in the pregame show, we talked about this last year at length. The competition that Berks County is facing against one another each and every night is reaping rewards for these two teams, these teams in the postseason. It's why Berks County last year had three teams win Berks win district championships and boys, plus the Y missing girls winning one as well. How will Berks County fare in 2024? Well, that's what we're going to find out over the course of the next two weeks. But Exeter with a very impressive performance tonight. They win the first one, 73-49. We'll take a timeout back with our Judd Firestone player of the game, our Lincoln, our, our Angstaff Family Dental play of the game, and a whole lot more when this one continues on WEU and Reading after this. When it comes to Italian food in Berks County, nobody does it like the Victor Emanuel Beneficial Society in Reading. Authentic homemade dishes have been served up by Victor Emanuel's food for over 108 years. New memberships are now being accepted for only $10. The facility at 311 Hazel Street is also available for rental for your private parties, banquets, and celebrations. As the weather gets warmer, Victor's has a great outdoor picnic facility. Victor Emanuel Society, a taste of Italy right here in Reading. Buying a home has never been so easy. I'm Chris Snyder of Mortgage America. If you're buying a home or refinancing your current one, you've come to the right place. Mortgage America's expert loan officers are available to assist you 24 hours a day, offering professional guidance throughout the home buying process. That's why we're awarded the number one mortgage lender in Pennsylvania. Call us at 610-376-1755 or visit us at 1100 Berkshire Boulevard, Wyoming. MNLS number 128501. Hey there, basketball fans. Let's take a moment to talk about the cornerstone in our neighborhood, Bachman's Roofing, Solar, and Remodeling. When it comes to protecting your home, trust the folks who have been doing it for over 51 years. From solar solutions to remodeling dreams, they've got you covered. Bachman's Roofing, Solar, and Remodeling. The name you trust, the people you know. Visit us today, and let's make your home the MVP of the neighborhood. Call Bachman's at 610-947-5102 or visit gobachmans.com. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Welcome to back to our post-game show. It's time now for our player of the game. I hope you're in suspense because I'm not sure if you can figure it out despite the interviews down on the floor. But our player of the game tonight brought to you by Judd Firestone Plumbing. Whether it's a dripping faucet, drain backing up, or plans for remodeling a bathroom or kitchen, it's important to have it done right. Judd Firestone Plumbing has more than 85 years of combined experience serving the community. You can call 610-678-9080 or Judd, for Judd Firestone Plumbing in Laurelda, or you can find them on Facebook. Well, it obviously is Kevin Sands. A tremendous all-around game. Yes, he had 26 points, but he did so many other things for Exeter. But simply just nobody for LS could match up against his size, his length, and his speed. And he ends up with 26, three shy of his career high 
which was against Burks Catholic. I'm sure he'd rather remember this because, of course, that was the first Burks Catholic game in which the Eagles lost to the Saints on uh, at Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium. LS didn't have anybody to match up with them. They had, they, it, was a, it was a nightmare for the Pioneers. You could see right away. We could see it right away. Um, and I'm surprised they didn't go to the trap right from the start, at least to, to gamble, knowing they, they, could, they, they couldn't stop Sands. And he, once he got the ball inside the foul line, he was unstoppable. Exeter pushed their lead to 12 late in the second quarter at 30-18, but LS then made a charge and got it down to a four-point game. Aiden Dauble went to the foul line, made two shots, and then Exeter had the ball right as the, in the final minute of the second quarter, and an inbounds play to Kevin Sands rifled a pass to Dauble from all but half court, and Dauble caught the ball, got the bucket, got fouled, and made the three-point shot and sent Exeter to the locker room with a nine-point lead. That quickly, it went from a four-point game and some LS momentum on their own home floor to a nine-point game for Exeter's advantage at halftime. So Sands, as I said, not just doing it with the ball and the bucket, but also distributing defense and everything else that he did tonight. And that play was our play of the game, brought to you by Angstad Family Dental. Let their family take care of your family. Visit angstadfamilydental.com for more information. 26 for Sands, one of three extra players in double figures. Dobble also with 12, 10 for Brady Murray, 8 for Alex Kelsey, saddled with some foul troubles tonight. Reese Garvin had 8, all in the first quarter. Jeff Van Gorder said it's important to get him off to a fast start, and they did. And then the rest of the night, he just grabbed every rebound there was in double figures in rebounds as well. Carter Redding with a spark off the bench tonight. He had five and two for Jaden Ware and Exeter's total of 73. For LS, it was the Yassine Abdi story in the second half with 21 to try to offset the absence of Chase Smucker. He had 12 at halftime and just 15, excuse me, just 17 on the night. Then seven for Justin Glick and four for Dean Hur as LS only got offensive contributions from four players in total. 73-49 Exeter with an impressive performance tonight. And they take down the LS Pioneers by a score of 73-49. We're going to take one more timeout. We come back. We'll take a look through the District 3 scoreboard as it affects Berks County and set you up for another night of basketball tomorrow here at WEEU. Pennsylvania athletes, families, and fans, UECU invites you to enjoy their low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, members' rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by buzzing. Get started online at UECU.org or stop by their branch in Why I'm Missing on Meridian Boulevard. That's UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit Redner'sMarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at Redner'sMarkets.com. At Cross Keys Insurance, we don't just sell insurance, we help you buy it. The right package, the right price, the right security for your home, family, or business. Cross Keys is an independent agent, and we'll search different companies to find the right combination of price and coverage to meet your needs. Call Cross Keys Insurance at 610-916-6190 
to get the key to your security. The key to your security. Cross Keys Insurance. Welcome back to our post-game show again tonight. It is the Exeter Eagles with the victory here in Lancaster County. They beat LS by the LS Pioneers by a score of 73-49. Rich Garcello will fill you in on some other scores in District 3. Well, in District 3, 5A boys, it was Muhlenberg 42, West York 37. The 11th-seeded Mules advanced to Thursday's quarterfinals, and they can they will continue their season along with the Eagles of Exeter. If Exeter and Muhlenberg win quarterfinals Thursday, they will meet Monday in the District 3 semifinals. Wouldn't that be in something? As a 10 and 11 and seed. And a 10 and 11 seed in <laughs> Riften. That's right. I forgot about that, Bob. In girls' play, it was not a good night for the Burks teams. In 6A, it was Mannheim Township 70, Governor Mifflin 51. It was York Cat in 3A, York Catholic 65, Ole Valley 40. And in a heartbreaking defeat in 4A, Middletown made two free throws with less than five seconds <laughs> to go <laughs> to beat Schuylkill Valley 38-36. So for the girls, the Mustangs, the Lynx, and the Panthers all see their seasons come to an end tonight. But the Exeter Eagles, and as Rich said, the Muhlenberg Mules will move on in the District 3 5A bracket as they both take down their opponents tonight. Exeter doing so in convincing style by a final score of 73-49. to 49. LS finishes their season at 16-8. and eight. Exeter now is 16-8, and eight, but they are moving on. Again, they will face Mechanicsburg on the road at Mechanicsburg High School Thursday night, 7 o'clock is tip-off time. Tomorrow night, more high school basketball, first-round action in boys' class 6A. The Reading Red Knights will welcome the Penn Manor Comets to the Geigo, and we'll have that one for you. 7 o'clock is tip-off time from Reading High School. We'll have it for you right here on WEEU in Reading. Thanks to Brandon Lippy, the athletic director here at Lampeter Stroudsburg High School. Thanks to Greg Colbert back at the WEEU studios. For Jeff Nolan, our sports director. For Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. Thanks for listening to our game tonight. Don't forget, follow us on on Facebook and Twitter. See all of Rich's interviews with, the, with and some of the highlights of this game, all as part of our social media presence at 830weu.com. That will do it for our coverage again. Exeter wins it 73-49. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow night with more high school basketball on WEU, the voice of Berks County and beyond. The Voice, 830 WEEU weather. Here's the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. Clear skies, tonight's low 21, mostly sunny for Tuesday, the high 44. Tomorrow night, low 22. Partly sunny on Wednesday, the high 48. And looking ahead for Thursday, cloudy with periods of rain, the high 48. This is Andy Robb reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. The Voice 830 WEEU.
830 WEEU, the voice of Berks and beyond. Spend my days with a woman unkind, smoke my stuff and drink all my wine. Made up my mind, make a new start, going to California with an aching in my heart. Someone told me there's a girl out there. With love in her eyes and flowers in her hair Took my chances on a big jet plane Never let them tell you that we're all, all the same Oh, she was red and the sky was gray One that had tomorrow could ever follow today Mountains and the canyons start to tremble and shake Children of the sun begin Say she plays guitar and cries and sings. La 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 la. Ride a white man in the footsteps of dawn, trying to find a woman who's never, never, never been born. Standing on the hill in the mountain of dreams, telling myself it's not as hard, hard, hard as it seems. 